Mark? Uncle Mike, what's going on? What's up, brother? How are you? I'm all right. A little impromptu recording. You, you want to jump right into it, or should I pause? Uh, we can jump right into it. Let me go, and I'm having a little bit of trouble with my normal headphones, so I just plug them in. Can, let me hear you now. How about now? Okay, now it's good. Can you hear me? Yeah. You had me race home. I was out uh, grabbing something from the gas station. Okay. Am I back now? Mm-hmm. All right. Fantastic. So um, are we good to go? Are we good to start? Are we recording right now? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Excellent. Because this has been an impromptu sort of call. I just hit you up um, 10 minutes ago. And it's not a typical, uh, and I hit you up 10 minutes ago and asked if you if you'd be open to recording. And this is not typically how we do things. Because what I want to talk about is not the, the typical thing. And I wanted to, to share it with you while it was still fresh. All right. I'm all ears. All right. So today, um, today's been a really interesting day. For me. Um, and there's, there's a, a story that it, it literally felt like a, um, a Quentin Tarantino film like in kind of the absurdity of what was going on. I'm going to begin by telling you the story of how this day began. And I assure you that there's no exaggeration in, in the story, which I'm telling you. So I drive to, to Harrisburg and I'm meeting up with a friend of mine. Okay. And so we take uh, we take a walk. I'm like, well, I'm like, is there a place we could go and get coffee? She, I, she lives near the 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 Capitol building, and um, I've never been in that part of Harrisburg. And I've heard people talk about the Capitol building was worthy of seeing. And, and there was a little bit of time, which which we had, and it was like, hey, can we go get a cup of coffee? She's like, yes. And and somehow or another, like the 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 point of the destination of what coffee shop we would attend had become clear. So we start walking in. I start walking over and I'm enjoying the walk. Like just because it's a, it's a new city and I enjoy walking and looking at, at new things. And we go in this coffee shop. And uh, the first thing I, 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 was, I wanted to share with you was this was a um, like straight out of central casting. If you were going to go and create this idea of the quote-unquote stereotypical 20, you know, summer of 2022, um, LGBTQ coffee shop two days after like uh, Rosie Ray Pride Parade. Like this is that coffee shop. So we walk in this <laughs> coffee shop and, and I'm just kind of like laughing to myself. My favorite thing which I saw in it was the, the logo was, was Baphomet with a pride rainbow for its color. Really? So like, yeah, like that, that was it. It was like the whole thing. I'm just like, I'm just like loving the, the, just me being there and the conversation we had the day before and so forth. So we go in and I'm just kind of checking everything out and, and, and we go and we get, we get our drinks and we go outside and, um, 
And, and the first thing we said to us, I mean, I'm laughing already, like thinking of, I'm going to tell you, because it is so absurd. You're not going to believe what I'm going to tell you happened. But I assure you, this, this is just the beginning of the day. So we go outside. It's this coffee shop. So you're kind of like, you know, neat, trendy part of like Harrisburg, like, you know, like where the creatives meet the decay and all this sort of stuff. And the sun was beaten down. And we wanted to sit in the, in the shade because it was kind of hot. And so on the other side of the street, there was the shade. And so you could move like the little uh, uh, two-person table to the other side of the street. And we did that. And we sit behind this guy. And, and like, I'm aware of it as a concept, but I've never seen it, in, at least in central Pennsylvania, of like this really kind of like big... Uh, um, like a uh, butch gay guy wearing little tiny cutoff shorts. But like this guy sitting right in front of us, it's like, it's about 11 o'clock in the morning. Like what day is today? Today is like Wednesday. And so, so I'm just kind of like laughing. I'm laughing at the absurdity of all this sort of stuff. And I'm having this really nice conversation. And then I just kind of sent the periphery of my vision, like this couple walk by. And everything in everything in my 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 internal like system was like this ain't right, <laughs> this is trouble. And so the couple was was like there was like uh like the woman the woman looked like um looked like maybe like a a soccer mom in like a jogging attire, and she's walking with the guy who. Like he was like he was a brother from the hood. She should not be walking with. Like you would, it didn't make sense. And I'm, you just sensed by how they walked by that there was there was something unusual about it. And they get like maybe a hundred feet past us, and they start arguing, and they're arguing in the street. And now I'm like I'm like. I don't really want to pay attention. I don't want to get involved with this situation. And I'm like, is this really happening? And like, it continues to escalate until it gets to the point that he's on top of her. So he's on top of her in the road, choking her. Like what's literally like happening is he is her pimp. And I'm watching a pimp. Like it's a Dave Chappelle. It's a Dave Chappelle sort of like, like, uh, almost over the top stereotypical scene of a pimp beating his hoe in the street. And I'm sitting here, I'm watching it and I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, you can't just watch something like this. So I kind of stand up and I take a couple steps and then I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, there's no way in friggin' hell that I'm going to really inject myself in the middle of this, of this situation. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, I'm not going to take on that much risk. So I instantaneously, I go, I open the door. I open to the door to the, to the LGBTQ, uh, extreme coffee shop. And like, it was quite evident that, you know, I might not be like, like your typical, it was quite evident that I was not them. And so, like, I was felt welcome, but I was definitely recognized, like, I was a bit of an outsider there. And I walk right in there, and I'm like, um, we got ourselves a situation. And, like, all heads, like, snap and look at me. And, 
and they're like, they're like, they're trying to figure out like, who's this dude telling them this? And I'm like, there is a beat down happening in the street. And next thing you know, it was like this LGBTQ superhero, super friends, like came like out of nowhere. Like instantaneously, it was it was short shorts. Remember short shorts I was talking about earlier? <laughs> he's there and he's got a fucking mask on his face. He doesn't even hesitate. He's out the door. And then these two these, these two other people who are behind the like the the um <laughs> the, the, the the counter like if you could picture like if you could picture like can you imagine like a like a 1950s librarian like this really stern librarian like you could see in a black and white film or something <laughs> like with the law like imagine that archetype and like imagine that archetype if she was like 20 years old and she was living now and she had a shaved fucking head and she like had like a, a piercing through her nose, like through the chest. <laughs> but she still had the librarian and like all everyone is so amped up, and like the, the they hop over the the counter, and we're all in the street, and we're all looking down the street, and literally we're watching a pimp beat up a hoe. And, like, no one's ever actually seen this before, but everyone's heard Dave Chappelle, like, do some sort of routine about it, and you know what this looks like. You're like, I can't believe this is happening. And we kind of look at each other, and then there was, like, this deep voice. And, what the fuck are you doing to her? You get off of her. I'm the, and, start, and we all start coming after this pimp. And the pimp starts looking at us. And the pimp's like, what the fuck is happening? Like, who are these people? And the voice is coming from that librarian. This <laughs> librarian is getting bolder and bolder, like, threatening the pimp. And we're all walking. It's, like, me and short shorts. And, like, I don't even know what to call, like, number four. And we're walking down the street, like, at the pimp. And then, like, the pimp, like, he, he, he keeps staring at us. And then he, like, kind of, like, shrugs. And he gives up. And he, he starts walking away. And then, like, the, the, the hoe who's been receiving this beating immediately just stands right up. And she starts screaming at the pimp because he's leaving her. And she's punching on him on the head. And he's like, I've had enough. And she keeps on and she keeps on and she keeps on at it and following him all along. And so it's me and the superheroes. And, like, we're all, like, worked up in this situation. And at the end of the day, it was no situation at all. That's just how they always do things. <laughs> so she just, she basically, uh, you know, asserted herself as violent, too. And you guys are like, well, I mean, what, are we going to fight both of them? <laughs> oh, my God. It was so funny. I turned, like, when it turned out to, like, the, it, it resolved itself. And literally, the tip and the hoe walk away. Um, and I go and I look, I look at the librarian and I'm like, that took courage. And she was like shaking. She was shaking. She's like, I've never done anything like that before. I'm like, like this, what, what, what she did, I mean, if I'm being 100% honest, if there was an, a, a, a place for that type of rage, like this would be the time. Like if you literally, like, I mean, if you would have seen this, if you would have seen, like, a man on top of a woman choking her in the streets, like, you need to, to tap into that level of energy. 
like that took a, an immense amount of courage. Like we see like all of the, the ridiculousness, like probably of like what, what was being instigated. And that's kind of funny. Like 99% of it is, 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 is ridiculous and misplaced and, and agitated and just like, you know, gaslit. But, uh, <laughs> it was so freaking funny. So we're walking back and we're all kind of like, like trying to like figure out like what the hell did we just experience like and and the mat and and in short shorts he like never takes off his mask he doesn't say anything there was no words out of short shorts he was just like down for anything and so we're walking back and then I see like pulling out his car was this was um, I'm gonna say with like like eighty five percent I know because she had an Adam's apple but it was it was this this sister who had seen this before and she was just rolling her eyes at all of us get involved in this situation. But then she walked into the coffee shop with us and that was kind of how the day began. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so that happens. And so I received today and, and, and today is, is, is really the new moon. So I was going to do a new moon ceremony. It's a big new moon because like a new moon is a representation, you know, of a new cycle. And I had just, uh, began my next engagement book. And my engagement books are, um, the 10 nation. So it's like a, a 10 nation commitment. So it's like, it's, I like to do things ceremonial. So I was like, okay, I know that's, that's kind of in, in place. So there's this, um, I'm thinking about the new, uh, uh, the, the whole, you know, the new moon is going on and, and I was going to do the, the new moon, my normal, like, uh, starboard ceremony. But then, um, after the, after the, um, after the, uh, the excitement with the pimp and I was back home, um, the starboard, the very first starboard, um, prototype arrived so I got it in the mail hmm. there's like so, a, there's like a really big difference between um, like right now talking to you with the way your headphones are and like last time we talked so it's the the story I heard most of it but right now it's sort of going I'm wondering maybe if you can like yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. You got to get to the bottom of that because it is it is a very difficult noise to edit out, and I maybe take for granted how much patience people have <laughs> listening to that. Um, maybe I need to get a new set of headphones. Yeah, I mean that would help the show, but yeah, I, I think it is spotty. Like some episodes, we it doesn't really make a difference, but just then, like it was interrupting so much that I kind of lost track of what you were saying. So you got you got your starboard, the first prototype arrived. How does it look? What do you think of it? Well, it looks fantastic, but it's more so the timing. Mm. Like you know, looking at the timing, like the. The, the opinions of how it looks or anything like that is, you know, that that is what, you know, whatever that is, but the timing of when it all unfolds, the ridiculousness of the, the I guarantee the story uh, of what happened um, like that was it was it was a superlative like it was a, it was so ridiculous and every single person who was involved with it was affected like that was like a that was an intense 
an intense, uh, out of the ordinary experience. And then the recognition of, of the next cycle of that. And it was funny too, in a way, like it was funny because at the end of the day, like no one was hurt and it was like a complete, <laughs> like, yeah, maybe we stopped someone from being hurt, but it seems to be the nature of that rapport, you know, however sad that may be that, that, that is what that is, you know, that, that, that was not our responsibility either. Um, and so just recognizing everything that's happening with that. And then, as I said, the engagement book, and then the timing of the starboard. And this has been something I've been sitting with and working with for years. And then for it to actually come into fruit, for me to begin the process of making it on a, on a more, on a, on a manufactured basis. And then seeing that to come to fruition, it's, you know, it's required a decent amount of effort. And, for that to arrive today, like all of that effort, it bared its first fruit. Like I actually held it and I saw it and I'm like, like this is what it looks like. So then the, the, this moon ceremony became a, a double one, a double ceremony because it's, 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 um, not just like the regular starboard, which I was going to do, but then also now there's this new one and it arrived like, you know, an hour or two before the ceremony was done. And so that just unfolded, but it, it seeing the, the timing and then in light of even what we were talking about yesterday, I mean, we were, we were, we were discussing like, you know, the, the order, even when we, we poke holes in the order, we're still seeing order within it all. And it today was definitely uh, a day of, of, and it's, of go on. Well, it's weird that you know it, you started the story describing the cafe and the logo for the cafe is is kind of strange. Baphomet, right? I recently had a conversation with someone who explained. Baphomet as a union of opposites and uh, it definitely feels like the story you told the first part and the second part are opposites right we have this really tragic uh, what seemed like maybe an end of a relationship there uh, that maybe isn't the end but just the way that those two treat each other unfortunately um, and then, it was literally a Quentin Tarantino. Like, think about the yeah. sort of like seedy underworld, which Quentin Tarantino movies show. Yeah, but, like, but there's there's I a reality almost, of it. I almost and, am, am maybe miss. Uh, maybe I'm missing something, and you should fill in the gaps if there are any. But it sounds to me like you're like you, you're taking that as like a omen for the starboard, whereas I'm like, oh, starboard, that's awesome. Like, it doesn't sound like you have the same. Uh, energy, not to say that you dislike the starboard, the prototype or whatever, but like, what, where, where is the association uh, with the starboard in your mind? Well, so the association is there. It doesn't have to be made. How do you know it's there? Because right. it happened at the same time. Okay. So, so that is not like a, a thing to discuss. Is there an association or not? Of course there is. How do you know? Because it happened at the same time. Like, you know. <laughs> 
So if you want to go and be more specific, well, you go and you look at the qualities, um, particularly, like, where did it begin? It began with that story. Um, that story, based upon the, the comparison to every other experience I've had in, in this body, I would say that would constitute as, um, like, if I were to tell 10, like, funny stories at, like, at the, at the, at the end of my, at the end of my run, um, that would be at least a potential one because it's absurdity and all this sort of stuff without getting into what the story is. But, but like that, like the, everything about how that was in the proximity and, and the timing of, of my life and everything like that. Um, but more interestingly then becomes, um, well, what did, what was that story about? Like, what did that elicit within me? What did I see around, uh, around everyone else? And, um, one, I mean, you have to begin with, with just the, the absolute raw, um, un, un, um, uh, judgmentally connected, like, you know, that's just, that's just kind of how life is right now in this world, in this city, whether you want to call it tragic or not, like, you know, that's, this is the way things are. Um, and to witness things, which most people who is not connected to it, other than just the popular culture, like that's a big shock to the system. And then to see the, the, absurdity, like kind of like what we were talking about, like very much from the lens we were talking about yesterday of the carnival of absurdity. And that's what this was. And it felt like a cartoon, but it was really happening. And, and even like, you know, I'm thinking about, I'm, I'm thinking about, uh, um, uh, let's say even my role in it. You know, like almost me as a character. Like I'm this dude who shows up and, and like into this coffee shop, and I'm like, "Hey, we got a situation," and like this thing happened, and everyone was like charged up, and they went back, and of course that's going to be talked about, and like, and 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 just that, like it feels like it's a movie. It literally feels like a movie. When I got into my truck with with the, the Susquehanna Alchemy uh, stickers on the side. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about getting uh, these, these uh, magnets on the back, like real official uh, looking and sounding, which might say like stand back six feet, or maybe like a series of like numbers and like letters, like it looks like it's, it's some sort of identification, like a, an official looking vehicle. And just drive it, just drive it. And this is what's happening. Like it's this, 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 movement into like the absurdity but it was at the end of the day like everyone came out ahead there was not a single person who did not win in that situation um and so now there's that and those qualities and then that's coming at the same time so many other things are coming like, to me that's what the linkage is that's what like the new starboard and the, the new engagement is like that was a absolutely beautifully orchestrated story in the absurdity in like this unbelievably like like uh, uh, cartoon esque like I <laughs> like I was almost imagining the the, the opposite story of of like uh, the LGBTQ 
cartoon uh, comic book where they're the superheroes and and the white straight man comes in asking for help and they're the ones who stop like the beat down in the middle of the street. Like, I mean, it's so crazy. And that ties in to, so what is the starboard? Well, the starboard, uh, what I saw the manufacturers, it was a transference of what the original one was into what is going to be manufactured. So this being the prototype, being the, the symbol of it all. And so what I do then for something like this, I like to pull cards because I do like a little bit of a, of a focus. And so the focus for what, what came up in the cards was compass and retreat. And to me, that was, that was, I looked at what this, this starboard system is, is like, it is a way to navigate the retreat. This is a literal tool where it takes consciousness out of, out of this thickness purely for the purpose of being able to take consciousness out of the sickness without giving it a story, but understanding what you're looking at, becoming more engrossed with, with baseline reality, with the sole knowledge that this realm is autocorrective, and this is what you do to autocorrect. And so seeing all of this happen together, like this, 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 this almost like a, um, uh, uh, the, the, the perf- like it feels like a, a trailer you know when you see a trailer to a film like it feels like a trailer of what is to come and you said that was a compass retreat card you said or compass and I got retreat two cards uh, retreat yeah so retreat is I can't think of what number it is number 33 in the um, Yijing system because I just um, drew a card from my uh, spirit science deck and uh, or not spirit science sorry um, where's the box spirit or sacred path cards which is sort of like a Native American oracle card deck and I got number 17 which is retreat <laughs> moon lodge retreat uh wow so this is retreat like withdrawal yeah that's the that's the card i just pulled (laughs) um wow and so that really changes um the connotation too of like the the other card there are two cards that were pulled i always pull one card from one deck and one card from another deck one being more of a like a whimsical mapping deck and the other being the jing and that one was compass. That was the card, and that was and the imagery. Looks kind of like the two starboards, which were side by side, like mm. you know, which were. Can I? Can I add another thing to the synchro <laughs> synchronicities? Go right ahead. Last time Tara and I visited you, uh, and we went to Media, Pennsylvania. Uh, we were just kind of walking around. Uh, the shops over there killing time uh until your meeting started and we went into that village store i forget but they have all kinds of crafty type stuff and we bought a compass (laughs) there we go (laughs) but that's just relative to me but still interesting um yeah, and, and when you texted me, I was listening to a podcast with a comedian from Harrisburg, so that's interesting too <laughs> for me. But yeah, wow. 
so this is this is the um, the indication or the 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 like I'm seeing this 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 um, transition in this the way it's it's going to be expressed um, in this really kind of uh, like this idea of of like a living Quentin Tarantino film. Like I'm thinking specifically like, you know, that that Pulp Fiction esque sort of multiple like these over the top characters in these strange scenarios. Um, maybe not as macabre, definitely not as gory. But there the reason why that genre worked well is because he tapped in some truths into human culture and human expression in that culture mm. and at the end of the day what this is all about is the collapse of one like there's a collapse of civilization which is happening right now that shouldn't be a surprise that's you know look around this is what it is that's why you know we call this the, the, the guidebook to the apocalypse but then there's also the um the birth of the creation of a new and there's you know there's multiple factors right now which are which are each trying to capture the attention of of of, of consciousness and individuals um, in order for that to grow um, I mean that's neither here nor there all a person should be concerned about is where they're going to feed their consciousness or where they're going to feed their energy but now is the time where where that's happening and it's cool to um to see how much fun it can be you know from baltimore to amish land to to like every like it's it's really going to be a fun ride i guess that's that's how i want to i want to um maybe conclude this yeah absolutely wow thanks mike for sharing i mean Definitely feels like uh, a once in a, a sort of, I don't want to say lifetime because geez, but what? It's a funny story. Yeah, it's, it's a, a weird, story. it's a weird occasion for sure. Yeah. I feel like the this is uh, part of a reality shift, putting these yeah. decals on your truck for sure. Um, oh my, it's going to be so friggin' fun. <laughs> like, it is so, like, the, like, there, there's an element of absurd, absurdity which is going on. Right. And the, the purpose is, is to be able to drive through any, any, any stop. <laughs> like, there's this, there, there's this, uh, like, oh, so here's the thing, like, it's one step away from Ghostbusters. Like, you know, that's what, that's what this is becoming. One step, one step from Ghostbusters. <laughs> wow, mystery busting. Yeah, well, that's all I got, brother. I appreciate you taking the time on this evening to have this spontaneous conversation. Yeah, yeah. Interesting note. The people listening to this show are kind of privileged in a way because I anticipate more events like this happening. That yeah can only be captured through this format in a way, right? I think so. I so, think so, brother. Right on. We'll, we'll end it there. Go and fill Mark's 
tanked. And Mark's being a little bit shy because <laughs> it costs, you know, it costs literally $5 to fill up your, like, for one gallon of gasoline. Now, we don't go down that path. We don't allow that to, to freak us out, but, uh, particularly if you know how to let it flow. But that this is how we're letting it flow. Um, like, we need to go and we all give Mark $10. And if we do that, we will fill up his tank and he and Tara could come down here and they're going to stay here for a week and we're going to have, like, crazy experiences just like the, the one I described in Harrisburg and hopefully even more intense, Mark. Mm-hmm. And we're going to capture it all on 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 at least audio. I love it. And that's yeah. what I think we need to do. Yeah, no, I'm with that. I'm glad we we oh, glad we got to that because yes, I am being shy. Um, but the people have ways to support me: PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, and of course Patreon and Rockfin. Uh, but I don't receive that money until the end of the month. Uh, which is coming up, and I'm going to use that to pay my rent. But if folks hear this in July, please help fill the tank so we can make this happen. And we'll make it happen. Even, There's even no doubts. This, even if you hear this in September, even if this is like, you know, this is multiple months in the future, but you're hearing it, and you know who you are because you're the one saying, hey, it's actually September. Let's be talking to me. You still throw Mark 10 bucks in the Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yeah, right on. All right. Right on. Well, I guess that's where we end it. Thanks, Mike. All right, brother. Uh Bye.